go ahead and get started. So, welcome Absolutely. everybody. Welcome everybody to this first episode of Football Talk. These episodes on the podcast will be where I invite someone on to just simply talk football. You know, it's always good to have healthy discussions, and so that is what we aim to do. And so my name is Garrett, and this is All Things Football. Perfect. So on this first episode of Football Talk, I'm joined with my cousin, Chase. Welcome to the podcast, Chase. Oh, I'm so happy to be here, man. Good. That you're actually our first, the first guest to do football talk with, so you should feel awesome. Should feel excited. So Chase, yeah. uh, Chase is one of the biggest football fans that I know, and so I am really excited to have him on today. He's also a big cheesehead as well. Absolutely. <laughs> so today we'll be talking about um, some things regarding the draft, as well as about the Green Bay Packers. And so how this is going to work, Chase, is I'll just ask you a question, and then I'll let you address it first, and then we can kind of discuss it for a bit, and then we'll just move on to the next one, okay? Sounds good. All right, let's go ahead and get started. So I know something that you wanted to talk about uh, when we kind of talked before, and is kind of which teams made the best moves of the draft. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, cool. So let's go ahead and open that up for the question. So which teams do you think, um, in your opinion, which teams made the best moves in the draft? The Philadelphia Eagles and the Minnesota Vikings. Really? Okay, do tell. All right. Well, the Vikings just splashed. They finessed the Saints with that trade that they got. So then they had like, what, 30 picks in the draft? I know not really, but it seemed like it. They were always on the clock. Picking some big needs and wide receiver. They got a cornerback. They drafted two cornerbacks that I think will work out pretty well for them, which was their biggest point of need. They've got offensive tackles. They took the GOAT himself, Nate Stanley. (laughs) No, in all seriousness, though, they just addressed their needs and seemed to hit and not really reaching on anyone. So it seemed like they did a good draft. And then the other ones, the Eagles, man, they just seemed not, not the flashy picks that everyone wanted, but it seems like the picks they picked were the guys that were there and that they needed. That Jalen Rager pick, that might be, the steal of the draft with Jalen Rager, the 21st pick. That man's a stud. I think he's the closest Tyreek Hill comp that we've had. And then they got a quarterback for the future for when Carson Wentz goes down. They, I mean, they grabbed offensive weapons to surround him with. They grabbed Hightower and Quez Watkins from Southern Miss. Offensive tackle, Prince Tay Wanaho. <laughs> yeah. Whatever his name is, that, that guy had first round buzz coming into the draft. You know, his co- poor combine kind of dropped him a little bit. So that was a steal on day three. I think them they set themselves up pretty well. Yeah, it's interesting. So let's go ahead and talk about this. So I'll go <clears throat> with the Minnesota Vikings first. I agree with you. I think the Minnesota Vikings had one of the best drafts just to not only replace the positions of need, but also just get better. Um, yeah. like you said, I know, like, obviously they, the Stevon Diggs trade, they traded him to the bills and then I believe they, they got rid of Xavier Rhodes, right? Yes. They just got rid of, did they trade him or yeah. just get rid of him? They just cut him. He's they now just on cut the court. Okay, good. Yeah. Cause he was, he sucked last season. That's for sure. Yes. And so I yes. agree with you. So, I mean, they were, I mean, with Justin Jefferson able to come in and replace Stefan Diggs and then, uh, with Jeff Gladney as well, I think. I think that was a solid pick. I mean, you're right. The Vikings yeah. were on the clock. They had like 16 overall picks, and so they were able to hit on pretty much all 16. I would agree yeah. with you on that. Um, uh, and so I think that 
I mean, they got replaced Stephon Diggs, replaced Xavier Rhodes, all, all those guys. And so I think the Vikings definitely got a whole lot better. Right. And it's interesting, and we can t- we'll talk about this later, but I didn't really think anybody else in that division really got better because of the draft. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Um, and so I think the Vikings definitely set themselves up to perform really well this year. Um, and now with the Philadelphia Eagles, though, I wouldn't <laughs> – I wouldn't. There's a lot of other teams I think had a lot better drafts than the. I think the Cowboys, just within that yeah. division, had a lot better draft um, than the Eagles did. Um, you know, the Jalen Rieger pick was interesting. There were still other wide receivers on the board, and they went with him. Yeah, um, and so that's. I like that pick. Though. Yeah, so I didn't. I mean, I didn't have a problem with that pick. Um, I was. What I really was curious about though was that Jalen Hurts pick. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's kind of what everybody was kind of scratching their head over because not not only the fact they have Carson Wentz, but they just paid him 30, like what, $31 yes. million. Dollars, and they spend their second round draft pick on a quarterback. And so to me, that seemed like a reach. And to me, if they, re- I mean, if they really, really liked you, then hurts. And I guess you can't knock it, but that was kind of a reach. I feel like he could have been there still in the third round. Um, yeah, so, I think that's fair. Yeah, and so that's it it kind of left me scratching my head because, like, what, like, what is he going to be? Is he going to be like a Taysom Hill type of player for them? Do they expect him to actually get in and quarterback? Because I agree with what you're saying. Like Carson Wentz gets hurt all the time. He hasn't been able to finish literally an entire season. Yeah, I mean, last last year, granted, like that was you, know, you can say that was a dirty hit on Clowney, seeing here or there. Yeah. But I mean, he did get a concussion, so that's. I mean, that was a pretty nasty hit he took to the head, so yeah. I don't necessarily blame him for that. Um, yeah. But still, he just hasn't really been able to to remain healthy, and that is an issue. So I think they they were right to have you know a quarterback in there that can come in and take over whenever he goes down because he inevitably will. I was just curious that they thought Jalen Hurts was that person. Yeah, um, I I think that they're they're wanting Jalen Hurts to be more of a not necessarily a gadget quarterback, but I was reading something that Doug Peterson wants to play with a two quarterback set where they, they'd split it. I think he was saying like 60, 40, 70, 30, something like that. Almost like you would split a running back stats, which would be very interesting, but also something we've never seen. So who knows? It could work. So, so what you're saying is, so it'll be like, well, he'll take Wentz out and put Hertz in there to run a few plays and vice versa. Yes, yes, that's what that's, that's what this article I was reading huh. was. Which I mean, who knows what Doug Peterson's doing? Yeah. Doug Peterson's one of the, the innovators of the league right now. True, so. for sure. I just think that I think that's interesting. I, I feel like a lot of college teams will do that, where they'll put in a more their starting quarterback isn't as mobile as some of their backup quarterback, so they'll put yeah. in their backup quarterback to like run. It's like a rusher, and. And stuff like that. And I just like whenever I watch college football, like as soon as that quarterback comes in, I know exactly what the play is. And so to me, yeah. I'm not like a big fan of that type of offense, like switching out quarterbacks. Could I mean could it work? Sure. I mean Jalen Hurts is a competitor, like he's a he's a great athlete. Yeah. Uh and Doug Peterson, like you said, he he's a fantastic coach and a great offensive mind. I think you learned a lot under Andy Reid. Um and so it could be exciting to watch. Um yeah, it could be exciting to watch. That's for sure. Um, and so, so which teams did you do you think are kind of playing the long game? Then, so these are kind of like short, 
team short game they got better for this season? Which kind of teams are doing the long game? You think? All right. Well, I've I've got to talk about the Packers real fast because <laughs> I don't even I don't even know what game they're playing. <laughs> One of the top five quarterbacks in the league, and we're replacing him with a guy who threw seventeen interceptions last year at a small school, and then we draft a running back, which is our least point of need in the second <laughs> round. So I, I don't know what game the Green Bay's playing. I hope they do. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I'd agree. They I feel like for and we'll talk about this later when we specifically address the Packers, yeah. but I feel like for a team that was that close um to making the Super Bowl, they took the farthest step back. <laughs> yes. They didn't they didn't get better at all. And they so, drafted all all backups. Yeah. It, was, it was amazing. It was so. one of the worst draft day experiences. <laughs> being a Packers fan. I... But all right, staying in that division, also talking about another team is the Bears. Yeah. They they did I mean, I don't know what they did, but drafting a tight end, I think they have what, twelve tight ends on their roster right now? They have a quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, and then so their first pick is a tight end. So it's interesting. Matt Nagy must think tight ends can play everywhere. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess he does. He's going to line them up with just receivers, basically, yeah. at this point. Um, I'm not mad about the Cole Komet, the Cole Komet pick, though. I think I think that was a solid pick. I think he's a solid tight end. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's he's going to be a stud if he gets playing time. But just you know, where they picked him as their first pick in the draft. I mean, I realized he wasn't in the first round. Right. That was basically their first. I mean, they didn't have a first round this year because of the Cleo Mack trade. Yeah. So, uh, you know, first pick to address your biggest need, and you're picking the tight end. Right. Kind of a, a, a silly thing to do, in my opinion, when you have 11 of them on your roster. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I think – Oh, go ahead. No, I, I just was agreeing with you, and I think there's a lot of other teams that just – Really confused me. I thought the Las Vegas Raiders. I didn't All right, really... I was just about to talk about them. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you go ahead. All right. Taking just, I mean, they took, what, three wide receivers, and then they take a second-string cornerback in the first. Just a, a, amazing draft strategy by John Gruden, who used to be, you know, one of the people we considered to be a draft guru, guru and then the last couple of drafts kind of showed maybe he's a little out of touch. Yeah, I think with – so they had their – all top three wide receivers were still on the board when they were up, right? Yes. CeeDee Lamb, Jerry Judy, and then Henry Ruggs. And so I think that – I think they went with Henry Ruggs because they're trying to copy what the Chiefs have. Yes. And so they need they wanted a speedy receiver like Tyreek Kill, and so they got Henry Ruggs to be Tyreek Hill. Yeah, and there's I, a lot of difference between the two, though. Oh, for sure. And so, and also, I think that there was kind of a lot of like draft, like rumors and buzz that the Chiefs were going to try to get Henry Ruggs. Yes, which I didn't think that was true at all. No, I think I think, I think they, the Chiefs played the ultimate chess move and got them to draft. I, yep, I agree. I agree. And so the Raiders felt the heat. They're like, oh no, we can't let the Chiefs get him either. And then, and and then they got him. And then yeah, it was yeah. like. Damon Arnett, like out of all the yeah. quarterbacks available, the cornerbacks now, available, they went with Damon Arnett. Yeah, and he's he's. I mean, he, don't get me wrong, he's a good quarterback. He'll be decent, but he's not. You know, I mean, he. There's a reason he was the number two. I, granted, he was the number two to the best overall cornerback in college football last year. Yeah, in uh, Jeff Okoto. Okoto. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, but I mean, there's, I mean, they picked, they picked him the 19th pick. So there was still Jeff Gladney, like we already talked about with Minnesota, he was still on the board. Yep. And they picked Arnett. Yep. I thought that was Henry Ruggs, like, didn't surprise me that much. I thought, okay. I thought they would have gone with Jerry Judy, in my opinion. I think Jerry Judy would have been a, a really good fit for their offense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they went with Henry Ruggs. I was like, oh, wow. They, you know, they went with Henry Ruggs. But then what really for me was the Damon Arnett pick. I was like, oh, yes. dang. Okay then, which I mean, I could care less if the Raiders do well or not. So, <laughs> so it yeah. doesn't really matter to me. Um, but yeah, so I thought that was interesting as well. And so, um, we'll see what happens um, then with 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 those teams. And the draft is always so interesting, just because even though you think players are really good, some of them turn out to be busts, and then vice versa. Yes. And yes. so I think a lot of it just determines the team that they land on the coaches they land with and what they make. Yep. One more thing I'd like to say about the draft. We talked about playing the long game. We talked about the teams that aren't drafting very well right now that could be playing the long game, but let's talk about a team that drafted well. And I still think are playing the long game in the Denver Broncos. Yeah. Okay. Their, their draft was honestly really good. I mean, they drafted two great wide receivers to give Drew Locke weapons. They drafted a cornerback that was performed really well at the university of Iowa, if I have to say so. And they drafted, (laughs) a tight end that was supposed to be a first round pick that fell to like the fourth round. But I don't think those weapons that Drew Locke has will prosper anything, you know, anything great this year, but give them down time. I think this, I think this draft will be kind of like the 2016 saints draft where you look back at it and be like, how did the saints get so many good picks in a row? And we didn't notice. I think this Broncos draft has that ability too. I I agree. I'm very high on those. Yes. Um, I think they're one of the teams with the most upside this season. Yes, yes. Because something that's just been holding them back for so long has been quarterbacks. Um, yes. They've they, just swung and missed so many times. Yes. And I think Drew Locke's the guy. Like, he came I, out. I do, too. And I'm very high on Drew Locke. Um, yes. And so, I agree. I think they surrounded him with perfect weapons. Like, he's just got an onslaught of offensive weapons around him. I mean, you got second tight end Noah Fant. Um, yeah, another one beast. of your boys. <laughs> um, and so he's going to go off. And obviously, getting Jerry Judy. I mean, I mean, come yes. on. I mean, so honestly, like if the Broncos don't do very well, it'll be a Drew Locke's fault. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, um, well, they they're still coached by Fangio. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's going to be a so little difficult. With the defensive coach there. Yeah, it'll be a second year, but. I think I think they'll get I think they'll get they'll get better. I think this year will be definitely a year that will. I'm not expecting them to go like playoffs or anything, but I think they'll be no. a lot, I think they'll be better than last year. Yeah, and then the and then the following season, 2021, I think they'll be I think they'll be really good. Yes, I I, if, I agree with that. If Drew Locke pans out. Yes, yes. If he if he lives. Up, yes. Yep. For sure. Well, since we're speaking about quarterbacks, then let's go ahead and go on to that next topic I wanted to talk to you about is just which second-year quarterback most likely to suffer that second-year slump. Yeah. So let's just, and there, just real quick, we'll just look at – see if I miss any here, just the kind of quarterbacks we might be looking at. Just what, Daniel Jones, Kyler Murray, Dwayne Haskins, Drew Locke, and Gardner Minshew? Yes, yes, and – and when we when I was first preparing this and thinking about it, I was putting Jarrett Stidham in there, but I don't think we'll have to worry about that anymore. Yeah, and he, he kind of had he kind of be hard to have a slump because he never played at all his first year. Yeah, 
yeah. either. So I agree with that. So what's your take? Yeah. So which quarterback do you think is in danger um, most? I, I think Gardner Minshew is probably the one that will see the farthest step back just because his, his aura and his um, personality elevated him to a level of play where he can reach. I think he's a good quarterback and he's one of my favorite players to watch in the NFL right now. But I think with that Jaguars team going like half rebuild, half not knowing what they're going to do, I think his play is going to decrease a little bit until he gets in, in tune with all these weapons that he's kind of accumulating. Leonard Fournette no longer wants to be there. They're kind of trading him. Who knows what that's going to look like. So I think Gardner Minshew is in a bad spot in Jacksonville, which will hurt his uh, potential and his uh, ability to perform next year. Yeah, I would say Gardner Minshew, I would agree with that. Another thing at quarterback would be Dwayne Haskins. Yes. Um. I I'm still high on Dwayne Haskins. I still think I he too. can he could pan out to be a good quarterback. I just think he was not brought into the best situation. Yeah, and then with all that stuff going on right now, with they're having to change their name, and no one wants to be a part of them. That's just more drama on top of an already dysfunctional organization. Yeah, and so I think I mean, it's going back to what we said about the draft. A lot of players like turn out well just because they're drafted to the right team with the right yes. coach, the right organization, and stuff, and just the Redskins. <laughs> Um, the Redskins just really, I mean, what, three, three games in, they fired their head coach, Jay Gruden yeah. last year. And then like, you know, Case Keenan was their quarterback and then they took him out and put Haskins in and they just kind of threw him in there without any real game plan. And so yeah. they pretty much set him up for failure in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. And so I'm not really looking at last year as any like indication of his potential. And yep. then, like you said, with this year and the, this year, just in general, with like all the COVID stuff happening, like with all these workouts being yeah online, not being able to do with your teammates, getting familiar with them, running routes, practicing, working out with them, and then a new head coach, and then like you said, with the name change, like there's just a lot of changes going on with that organization, and it's hard to come in as a as a rookie quarterback and to be in control and i think to be be a starter quarterback with all that crap that's going on yeah i agree i agree and i'm but i'm still thinking hashkins is going to turn out fine because his his potential and his skill level i believe is is higher than what they give him credit for right now so yeah. i agree with this year being a down year but i think here pretty soon that redskin team could take it yeah and i think i mean ron rivera will be able to help them add some stability and yeah, and help out, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And so, you know, with Chase when Young. Chase, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then just looking at, like, I just I just feel that I hope this doesn't happen, but I feel like we just – a lot of teams don't like to wait on their quarterbacks to grow, and so I'm afraid that they'll get rid of Haskins before he has the potential to break out for them. Yes. I, I was thinking about that the other day with what happened with Josh Rosen because Josh Rosen was my – was my ride or die, and I'm still with him. I'm not giving up on him, but he just hasn't had a chance to flourish. I think Haskins might fall into that who who knows what could have happened type of quarterback. Yeah, and it sucks because honestly, like not their not really their fault. Yeah, like I'm a big proponent of every time you touch the field, that's your opportunity to shine and to prove yourself. Yeah, and so a lot, of, you know, you could say, well, they didn't really perform that well, but at the end of the day, like you just gotta like. They weren't ever really given an honest, an honest shake. No, or I mean, Rosen no. wasn't, and so Dwayne Haskins still has opportunity this year, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. But 
it's just and he's got I mean he's got some weapons too like last year I was thinking man this team's awful but when you look at it they've got that wide receiver out of Ohio State that he already had kind of a connection with in college they got Darius Geis if he can stay healthy he'd be a top 10 running back in the league and they just the Washington Wizards are kind of like the NFC's Chargers just get hit with the injury bug so bad yeah they really do (laughs) it's true they do yeah. Um, but hopefully this year will pan out for him a little bit better. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, out of all the QBs they'll take in, we talked about Kyler Murray, who I think is going to be in the MVP talks this year. And I was 100% sold on MVP before the draft. Now I had a new one. But And then Gardner Minshew going through a dysfunctional organization. Same with Haskins. You've got um, – I can't think of the other guy right now. Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones. Yep, that's the guy that's just – I I don't know how he was selected over any of the other quarterbacks. Just looking at his play, he's got that he's got dysfunction in his organization already with the Giants being just the Giants. And and then his just I, I don't know. I, I'm not too high on Daniel Jones. Yeah, I'm actually there. I wasn't high on high on him going in, but I I thought he showed potential. Um, with how he played last season. I think now that you're under his belt, he gets Saquon Barkley back healthy. Um, they get some new pieces there. Um, I think that he could have a pretty good career, just depending on the talent um, that they surround him with. Just the thing there with the Giants, though, is their defense is just, just god-awful. Yes. And so, I mean, I, you know, they drafted a little bit in the draft to, yeah. to help out, but who knows? Um, yeah, my biggest really. fa- I don't know why they went with they had the first pick of all the offensive linemen and they went with Andrew Thomas which I thought was a, yes, I thought that was weird when the Giants me and my friend was talking about the Giants and their draft the Giants literally safest pick on the board the person they want a person that you see what you get you know low floor low ceiling that's what you get type of players when you look at you know out of Daniel Jones where Drew Locke is the better quarterback had the higher ceiling they didn't pick him because Daniel Jones had the, you know, the higher floor. And this is, you know, this is what you're going to get out of Danny Dimes, you know, and that's what Andrew Thomas was. He was a, a simple, this is run blocking, going to control the, the, you know, the run lanes type of guy with no real ability to, to, to prove into maybe like a, a all pro at that level, but never sink below, like, you know, never give a Eric Flowers would be. Yeah, I think that's a pretty pretty fair assessment. I just think David Gettleman. I don't know. I don't know how he's employed. Uh, yeah, no. I, <laughs> with so, some of the trades and the drafts he's done. Yeah, it's that's amazing because they do they do hit on some of them. Like Evan Ingram, that man's a stud. Mm-hmm. Like a slower Noah Fant. Yeah, and they 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 but, got hit with the injury bug too quite a bit. Yeah, um, as well, and so yeah. Hopefully they'll be able to stay healthy this year. I th- I'd like to see Daniel Jones grow even more this season. He had a lot of turnover issues um, yes. last season, but I pretty much agree. I think I think Kyler Murray and Drew Locke are the the cream of the crop right now with in the second year rookies. I mean, with Kyler Murray, I mean he just with DeAndre Hopkins that trade. I think oh, I mean he's just about to pop off. I mean he yeah. the, what's going against him is he's in the toughest division in all of football. Yeah. Um, right now with especially the 49ers and Seahawks. And so 
Yeah. And who, yeah, who knows about the Rams? Yeah. And so that's, so it's, it's, there, it's there a, could be a time where the Rams, you know, two years ago, they were in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So it's, so, um, yeah, it's not, yeah. It's a pretty tough division, but I think he'll pop off and I think he'll, he'll be a dark horse candidate for, for MVP as well. I think he'll definitely Absolutely. be mentioned. But, well, now it's time to move on into your favorite topic of the day, I'm sure. Yes. Uh, so, so as a Packers fan, right, what are your expectations for the team this season? Um, well, you know, I, I mean, I would think that we'd have to win the division again. Because, I mean, I, I, you, you want to say Super Bowl every year going into it. And then, you know, you can eliminate some, you know, people like the Lions fans, you know, they, they know they're not going to win the Super Bowl. But, you know, when you have Aaron Rodgers, you think you could win the Super Bowl every year. If you actually look at the team, I think we if we win the division and make the playoffs, I think that would be a successful year for us. I don't I don't think it's an easy thing to do, especially because how good the Vikings drafted and, you know, our schedule is not really favoring Rodgers this year. But. Yeah, I am. Um... Just uh, to me, just with with any team, right? If you make the the conference championship game and don't make the Super Bowl, I just feel like it's it's Super Bowl or bust. Yeah. Just because, like, like obviously you're you know you get to the championship game, so you're the second best um, in the entire conference, and then you lose. Okay, you know we we lost, and this is the reason why we lost. We just need to get a little bit better in these positions, and we can address those. And then you make it back to the championship game and hopefully win to move on to the Super Bowl. Yes, and I would say I would say that's how you know that's how ninety percent of teams think. Apparently, not the ten percent is the Green Bay Packers. I, I know because I just feel like you know make it to the playoffs. Like they they should make it to the playoffs. Like if they don't make it to the playoffs, that's ridiculous. Especially now with an extra team added, like they have no reason to not make the playoffs. Yes, like there's no excuse for them unless like Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. Um, yeah. You know, there's really no. Well, I know that we got Jordan Love coming in, dude, and he might take that's true, that's spot, true. bro. <laughs> no, but I mean, realistically, it's it's. I mean, if they don't make the playoffs, it's most likely because Rodgers is is hurt. Yes. Um, and so I just think, I mean, I, I think they got third. I thought their season last year was very generous. There was a lot of games that were very close to them yes. winning. And so I think their thirteen and three record was not really what they were last season. I agree. Um, with that. And I think it totally they totally got exposed whenever they they played the Forty ers Yes. And so, so had, you go ahead. So we had uh, we lost you know four games, including the, the game with the playoffs. Forty ers twice, the Chargers. I think we lost to the Panthers. I do believe I could be wrong, but and and each game. No, I'm sorry. We won the Panthers game by just a sliver by keeping Christian McCaffrey out of the end zone. We lost to the Eagles at home on the Thursday night game. Oh, yeah, I remember. And that, that was, that was the, our, our three losses and then the playoffs to the 49ers. And each loss, it was humiliating. We, it wasn't like a coin flip could have happened either way. It was our teams just didn't play well. And it's not even that didn't play well. They just literally didn't play. Like that, the, the 49ers Sunday night football game, Rodgers had like, one first down going into the second quarter. That's, I mean, that's embarrassing for a quarterback that has potential to be a top 10 of all time. So I think there's, I think there have bigger issues that they just completely ignored this off season. And I'm kind of scared because I think we could get exposed this year for, for the, the fact that, you know, Rogers is no longer able to carry the team. Now I'm not saying that he's declining at, you know, at a rapid pace, like an Eli Manning decline, but I just think that we've been asking Rogers to do, 
things that, that a great quarterback could normally do, and now we expect that out, out of him. And it's just and it's and slowly killing us because we're instead of instead of building up to help him now in his old age, like the Patriots did with Tom Brady, we're sitting back and, and trying to let him still carry us like he's a 28 year old, you know, prime time player. Yeah, I mean, just looking at their their record last year, they barely, barely beat the Lions twice. Yes, and so they the first time they played him, they they won by only one point, and then the last game was by three points. That last second field goal, yeah. And so I mean, with the line, and so it, it seems it seems weird where just I think they they just got lucky breaks, <laughs> and so yeah, which isn't to take anything away from them. I mean, a win's a win. Yeah, um, absolutely. But looking at their schedule this year, so for whatever reason, Detroit Lions seem to be their Achilles heel. Right? Yeah. So they have them twice. Who knows where that could go? And then, like, yeah, the Minnesota Vikings twice. They start the season at at Minnesota. At Minnesota, yes. And so that could be that could go easily go Minnesota's way. Absolutely. Um, I mean, it's not going to because we have Aaron Rodgers. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but- and then they play at New Orleans. That could be a tough game. Oh man, uh, in New Orleans too. They play That's at right. they play at Tampa Bay as well. Yes. Um to the Tampa Bay Gronkineers to see how those <laughs> guys pull out. That's good. The Falcons maybe they play the Falcons, they might be competitive, who knows? It's like the Falcons are always hit or miss. Yeah. Right. Um, the, the Falcons could lose to the 2016 Browns yet still go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. One of the strangest teams. Um, and then they have to play at San Francisco again. Again, yes. And so not only is it against San Francisco, but it's at San Francisco. <laughs> yes. Again. And Aaron Rodgers plays awful in California. So, which is weird, man. He's a California guy. What the I know. Up with that? <laughs> I know. I know. The Eagle against the Eagles again. Chicago, if they ever figure out their crap. The Titans, so they got some pretty. Yes, like yeah, I, I once I seen the schedule, I was like, whoo, not a, not a great, great schedule for the Packers. Where's the, you know, where's the games against like the Raiders and the, the Chargers of the world? I know, it, it it's 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 crazy to me though, just because like literally the San Francisco Niners just totally exposed them. Like, hey, this is how you beat the Packers. Yes, and in my mind, then, they didn't address any of those concerns. Said nothing. They didn't care. And so That's, it's like, yeah. eh, it doesn't matter. We're still going to let Aaron Rodgers just whip it around and, and win it for us. And so, like, it, yes. if I'm any of these opponents on the schedule, I'm just watching that that NFC Championship film. I'm just like, okay, well, here we go. Like, yes, until, I, I until they stop agree. the run, we're just going to run it. And then we'll take we'll give our quarterback a week off, basically. <laughs> Have him throw eight yeah. passes, and then he'll move on to the next game. Yeah. And the, and the worst part of that whole thing was is – if they're not going to address the the run the run defense, which I, I, I can't believe we have, have that bad of a run defense because our team was literally built to stop the run. We just couldn't do it. And then – so then at least give Rodgers some weapons. That way, if he's trying to carry it all, he doesn't have to do it with just Devontae Adams, who is a top five receiver in the league. But, you know, give him something else to le- relieve that pressure, and they didn't. They, they basically kind of spat in his face. I'm surprised he's still a Packer, honestly. Yeah, it's yeah. So just so just to clarify, then what are your expectations like exactly? Like, what do you think the record will be? How far do you think they'll make into the playoffs? Kind of, what's your prediction? Your expectations as of, as of right now? 
So let me go through the schedule real fast. Uh, Minnesota, I think we come out and we win that one because Rodgers does not like losing to Minnesota. Um, the Lions are a close game. We win that one. So that's two. We're two and zero. We go into the New Orleans and we, we get handed to us by Drew Brees and that crazy home field advantage that they have. So the, we're two and one. We beat the Falcons. We go down there and I think we, we win against the Buccaneers. We win against the Texans. The Vikings take one at home. So now we are, uh, what is it, six and two. Um, San Francisco hurts us, so now we're six and three. We go on a little run where we beat the Jags, the Colts, the Bears, the Eagles, the Lions, the Panthers, the Titans, and then I think we probably blow one in, uh, in, in Chicago. Thanks for looking so at a 13-3 and three season again. Uh, um, 12 and four. 12 and four. Yep. I think we lose two division games and then the Saints and the 49ers. Okay. 12 and four. I think that's pretty good. My agreement, I put them around this season record, probably around 10 and 10 and six. Okay. Um, right now. Yeah. So I think that, um, a couple of those games could go either way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, so, I mean, I'm going to, I'm always going to go a little bit higher on the win column, right. column than probably should just because of old bias here but <laughs> no for sure and so you think that they make the playoffs I, I i mean i'm thinking with rogers if we don't win the division it's a it's a wasted year i don't think you're gonna have a top five quarterback and not win your division every year yeah i agree okay well that goes on to our next topic here is this have have the green bay packers wasted aaron Rodgers' career oh i love this question i seen this question on on uh, Twitter the other day, someone was talking about comparing Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers and how Drew Brees is so underrated with his zero MVPs and his one Super Bowl victory after Katrina. And where Aaron Rodgers has had, what, three MVPs, been in, what is it, six out of the last nine championship games in the NFC and has a Super Bowl, but yet Aaron Rodgers is overrated. I think there's a narrative in the NFL that if you're not it right now, you're, you're done. And I think Pat Mahomes unknowingly pushed Aaron Rodgers out the door because these, these throws that Pat Mahomes does, we, we think they're, you know, we're, we're awed and shocked because we hadn't seen anything like that before, but yet two years ago, Aaron Rodgers was doing the same stuff. So I think, I think that in, in order for Pat Mahomes to be huge, Aaron Rodgers has to go down. I think you, I, I don't think they want so many of these, these crazy risk-taking quarterbacks that you, you know, can just, gun it from, you know, anywhere on the field at the same time and yet not, you know, to have one, I think you have to promote, promote one and decrease the other one. So I think Aaron Rodgers is getting a lot of bad press recently. And, uh, and I mean, the, the easy answer is, yeah, we wasted, you know, did we waste his career? No, we got a Super Bowl. You know, there's so many great quarterbacks that didn't even get a Super Bowl like Dan Marino. So, no, I, I guess it wouldn't be a waste. And, a lot of people put the win columns like, well, Tom Brady's got six. Well, Tom Brady also had Bill Belichick and this great defense, Wells Walker, you know, all these great assets around Tom Brady, Gronk, who's coming back to play. And Aaron Rodgers never really had that. You know, we won the Super Bowl at one time where we had Charles Woodson and we had Clay Matthews in his prime. And then we really hadn't had another big name in the defense since Clay Matthews. So I think Rodgers gets a lot of bad press because he's looked at to do it all. 
when he couldn't really when you know that's not a real narrative for a quarterback to do it do it all anyway yeah um i think those are good points i wouldn't say necessarily that his they wasted his career yeah but i feel like that as good as a talent Aaron Rodgers is, I think that he definitely should have more Super Bowls than oh, than he does. I agree with that. Because uh, just here, so he's um, just pulling it up. He's only played in three NFC Championship games. Aaron Rodgers has, and so obviously he's one and two in those scenarios because he's had one. Um, yeah. And so he's made it to the NFC Championship time. So that's three times that he's had the opportunity to go to the Super Bowl and they haven't made it, which obviously isn't all on Are Aaron. You... Go ahead. Well, maybe I'm, I'm wrong, but who, who does it tell you the opponents in the championship games there? I'm going to go ahead and let's see right here. Um, let's so it was the Chicago Bears. The, that's the year we won. That's yeah. So that's the year, and then they yep. and then you lost to Seattle. Yep, and that was the and, the year that they stomped the Broncos. And then Atlanta. Yep, and then so that was oh, the year and so, Atlanta, so before it before yep. NFC Championship. Games, yep, forty nine. Yeah, and then the, yep, okay. Four. So there's four. So yep. So it's one and three. And then, yeah, and then, uh, I mean, this also doesn't help, but the year the year that uh, Seattle bumped the Broncos for that, fit, fit, what is it, 48-8 to eight loss, we got eliminated by them in the uh, divisional round of the playoffs. So we lost to the Super Bowl contender that year. And then the year that the Panthers went 15-1, and won, we lost to them in the Super Bowl as well. Or we lost to them yeah. in the playoffs as well. So he's had, you know, two losses to teams that actually have made – you know, he didn't make it to the championship, but the people who did make the Super Bowl, you know, dropped him out of the playoffs. Right, for sure. And so I just think it's just it's tough to say they wasted his career just because he has had a ton of yes. success. But I think when I when I I guess when I'm envisioning this question, like, did they waste his career? As in, did they waste more Super Bowls while they had Aaron Rodgers yeah. as their quarterback? Yeah. And I would say yes yeah. to that. Yeah, the yeah the, the question the question that you know it comes down to is did they waste his career no i don't think so does does his accolades match what his what it should no absolutely not he should definitely be a two at least two maybe even three time super bowl winner by now by the the standard of play that he i mean and i mean for being honest like i mean eli manning has two super bowl wins and yes aaron Rodgers is 10 times the quarterback eli manning is and so And so that yeah. I mean that is something kind of I look at. It's like, well, did they waste his career? It's like, well, I mean, if Eli Manning could get two Super Bowls, how could Aaron Rodgers not get two Super Bowls? And just yes. kind of that thought process and stuff. So uh, I think, yeah. So I mean, I I don't I wouldn't say they wasted it, but I think Aaron Rodgers should have at least one more Super Bowl win um, with the organization. Yeah. So I obviously get it. Um, it's just going to be a little bit harder now as he's just with the draft of, of Jordan Love. It looks like he's kind of on the up and yeah, out. They, which is with the team. So that kind of leads to a, a kind of a question I wanted to ask you. Do you think he'll end his career as a Packer? Uh, so I, I've 
thought about this since we drafted Jordan Love. At once we drafted Jordan Love, I said, "All right, I, if I was Rodgers, I'd wait it out. If we don't get Denzel Mims or K- KJ Hamler, you know, this is after night one, then I would I would say, hey, you know, I I want to trade. And then we drafted AJ Dillon with our second pick, and I'm thinking Rodgers is leaving. There's no way that we're kind of going to grab in a running back who caught five passes in college, and then a quarterback to replace him, and he wants to stick around. So I'm so if I was Aaron Rodgers, I would have requested a trade right after the draft. I mean, I'm glad he didn't. And also, like, something else to look at is uh, I don't think so. <laughs> Not a lot of quarterbacks even, uh, retire with their own team. Look at the greats. Like, I mean, I'm going to put Brett Favre mm-hmm. in the greats. He, you know, he played with four, you know, or three yeah. different teams. Four different teams. He, he didn't really play with them, but he was drafted by them. Peyton Manning, one of the best to ever do it, put, you know, won a Super Bowl with two different teams. Now we're seeing Tom yeah. Brady, which was the epitome yeah. of a team player. You know, you know, Tom Brady was the Patriot way, you know, that whole mantra mantra of the Patriots was built around him. And now he's in Tampa Bay. You see people like, you know, um, Cam Newton, who was an MVP two years ago, now has a new team. The, I, I just think in this day and age, it would be incredibly hard for him to retire as a Packer. So I don't see that happening. So where do you think where do you think he didn't he might end up if he does leave the Packers? Um that that's incredibly hard to, to realistically say because you know who knows what changes from there. You know I would never have thought that Cam Newton would have been <laughs> a Patriot. But, uh, I can see like uh, young teams that just need a veteran quarterback coming in. Like let's say I'm thinking like the Jets in a couple of years. You know Sam Darnold. They realize that he's not the solution. They already have some of the pieces and like Denzel Mims and some of the offensive linemen they drafted this year. And now now they're they're ready to go. But Sam Darnold isn't there yet. I could see him going that, somewhere like that. Somewhere like we talked about Denver. If Drew Locke never pans out with all that offensive talent, I could see them bringing in the, you know, the quarterback. They love to steal quarterbacks anyway. They brought in Joe yeah. Flacco, Peyton Manning. A, an old Aaron Rodgers would be John Elway style anyway. So somewhere, somewhere like that, you know, if he does decide to leave, because he's not going to leave until at least 2022, because Jordan Love is not going to be ready to play till then. So – you know, that gives us that, that gives him two more years as a Packer. And if he thinks he's done, which I wouldn't think he would be, because the more money he you know he can make why he can, he's True. going to. So I so I, I, I believe that it's gonna be a uh, a older Rodgers going to, as a Super Bowl run like Peyton did with a team with its killer defense and young weapons that just a quarterback away. Yeah, I would I mean I would agree because if he does leave the Packers I mean, he'll obviously be on the tail end of his career, so no one's going to be looking at him to be their future franchise quarterback. And so yeah. I think I think it would be exactly like the Broncos with Peyton Manning. I think it would be to yeah. where you're literally just a quarterback away. Like all you need is a is just a decent quarterback to come yeah. in. You, I, I mean, I think that's kind of what separates a lot of different teams. Is a lot of teams will have like. We'll bring in a quarterback and then draft and build players around him. And then there's other teams that just stick with their quarterback who's not very good, but put pieces around it and then bring in a quarterback that has the team all the, already surrounded. It's kind of like what the Chiefs did with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, obviously yes. they were just they were just a quarterback away because I mean Alex Smith had all those same players and just couldn't get it done. And they bring in Patrick Mahomes and then just yeah. boom, Super Bowl. And so I think that's like exactly what you said, like a team that is just a quarterback away and, and Rogers decides he's done with, with the Packers or they just release him and let him go or whatever. Um, And then he'll hop onto another team. It's kind of like what what the, 
the Bucks are doing this year with Brady too. I mean, they're just they're yes, just a quarterback like, away. Like what the Colts hope to do with Peyton. Or not Peyton, Phillip, uh, I don't Phillip. think that's gonna go very well for him. <laughs> no, I mean obviously that's a different that's a different scenario, but it's kinda of yeah. like that a team that, that believes they're just a quarterback away and needs a, a leader. I mean, I don't know why they picked Phillip out of all you know out of all of them, but a team like, like that where, you know, because something something's kind of surprised me about the Tom Brady move that I that I wouldn't be that wouldn't happen with Rodgers as Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay, they they didn't have an offensive line to protect him. Jameis Winston was under fire. You know, Tom Brady needs that nice clean pocket to release, especially now in his old age. If Aaron Rodgers does decide to ever leave the Packers, I couldn't imagine him going to a team that doesn't offer him that safety, especially with his injury True. concerns. In so the, what if, know. what if, so the, cause the Tom Brady is just on a two year deal. And that's realistically two to three years. That's how much we think Rogers has left with the Packers at least. So yes. what if, you know, Brady finally decides to hang up the cleats and then they bring in Aaron Rodgers to bring in there and they just keep rolling. They don't even miss a beat. That would that be, could be, that could be some, scary. That's some test <laughs> playing checkers level stuff. Yeah, that could Buccaneers. be scary. Dude. Buccaneers could set up to be the next Patriot dynasty all of a sudden. <laughs> that would yeah. be insane. Yeah. And then, Let's say let's say they draft I don't even know in two years they draft like a um, I can't think of his name Spencer uh, what's his name Spencer from Oklahoma the young quarterback there that will be ready for the draft in two years or or someone like a, a Sam Howell from North Carolina to so take over once it, you know once Aaron Rodgers then leaves after the next two years they could they could roll on this thing forever man that would be something to see but. Yeah, because Mike Evans has got a long and nice career ahead of him. Yeah, so they're set up. They're set up pretty well for the future as well, um, and they're only getting better. I agree, but yeah, yeah. So I mean, I think Aaron Rodgers. I agree with you. I don't think he'll finish his career as a Packer. I think it's pretty unrealistic, yeah. unless unless just retire early like Andrew Luck did. I think it's yeah, yeah. Unless he, unless he completely percent is dedicated to that. Yeah, so that I think it's pretty unrealistic for any quarterback. Yeah. Especially, yeah, as, well, especially because the Packers have shown an awful amount of unloyalty to players. Like Jordy Nelson, we we're letting him go and him be a Raider for a little bit. Clay Matthews, who was, I mean, a Packer, living Packer legend, we let him go and he's playing, I don't know. I, I don't know. They, they, they cut him already. I don't think he's on a team right now. That's what I, that, that's what I, I figured. I mean, just, you know, same with um, Charles Woodson. You know, we, we brought him in and then we let him go again. We didn't, you know, we didn't give him. His number's still not even retired with the Packers. So it's just amazing how the Packers seem to, to be this homegrown team. You know, uh, six years ago, the Packers only had one player on their roster that wasn't drafted by them, and that was Jabril Peppers. Or not Jabril Peppers, uh, Julius Pe- Peppers. And now, and now it seems like the Packers are constantly going through roster changes and, you know, have no, have no continuity for, you know, it's just plug, plug and play. If it doesn't work, yeah. we'll move on. Yeah, what do you think of what do you think of Matt LaFour's first season? Um, well, when you when you break it down, I think uh LaFleur should have been in uh, coach of the year talks because I mean he took a team that that uh missed the playoffs, put him in the championship game. Now we already talked, you know, some some breaks that the Packers might have gotten a couple of close games, you know, and then got humiliated in the championship game. But also, you know, it, it was interesting because his first year, you know, I mean, I'm not a fan of for right now just because his draft seemed like the, the worst draft I've ever watched. But um, I'm interested to see what he does with it and what, you know, 
what he has the 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 team going in because I was a little scared drafting AJ Dillon and a quarter and a quarterback that would be really good at handing the ball off. I'm scared that he wants to go to more of a Tennessee mm-hmm. play style where we just run it down their throat and throw it if necessary, which doesn't work in the NFL. But I think that's more his play style coming. He's coming from Tennessee. I know he got a job because he's a Sean Payton or not Sean Payton, uh, Sean McVay, yeah. you know, prodigal. That's why he got the job. But I think he's more of a run offensive minded person. He did great when Aaron Jones with Aaron Jones, but apparently Aaron Jones must have like the worst personality in the NFL. Cause it seems like no coach loves him. I think he's a fantastic running back. I think, I think he's I, arguably I pushing top five. Yes, I, I, I'm right there with you. But the way they split his carries, I think he must say bad stuff to the coach or something. <laughs> I don't know. Because McCarthy barely used him and and uh, seemed like LaFleur was there. Yeah, I mean, if you lean on him, I feel like when they leaned on him more, they that helped them win more games is when they, oh, they leaned on him more. Which it, there, was a, there was a crazy uh, stat about the Packers is when Devontae Adams was out or had less than three targets in a game, we dominated our, our plus minus or not plus minus our uh, points, you know, accounted for and our defense even played better. But when we relied on Aaron Rodgers arm and Devonte Adams, you know, that connection, which is normally a top five connection in the NFL, we played really bad. So I don't know if that was the play style or if just Rodgers wasn't on the same page with his number one after getting hurt. I don't know what that was, but. Yeah. Who knows, man? Well, as as a cousin, as your cousin and someone who loves, it, I hope the Packers do well. Just for your, <laughs> just for your sanity. Yeah, man. <laughs> we were we were we were uh, sixty minutes away from having a Packers. I know, man. Ball. That would have been that would have been awesome. That yeah, I would I would have uh, loved that. Nope. <laughs> well, that's okay. Watch. Maybe this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. Well, Chase, thank you so much for joining me today. I had a lot of fun. You did as well. Yeah, I enjoy talking. And with we'll, you uh, thanks so much. We'll definitely have to do this again soon. Um, yes, I, I think there's agree. a lot of things that are going on, plenty of stuff that that we can talk about. And I love your, oh, I love your insights and your input. Um, and so we'll definitely go out and do this again. But that go that wraps up this first episode of Football Talk. And so we'll see you next time on All Things Football. Cool, man. Well, thank you. I'll, I'll go yeah, ahead and just awesome. end this, and then I'll just message you. Whenever it's done processing, okay. I'll go ahead and send it to you. All, All right. right. Sounds, sounds good, awesome. bro. Talk to you soon. Yep. Yep, you too.